Welcome to Bladcast Live, the Quincentenary special celebrating more than 500 episodes. Scheduled to appear, Will Sterling, Jeff Duray, Coltrane, Liev, Zia Anderson, and Tom Kelly, to name a few. And now, you know them, you kind of sort of like them, or at least tolerate them because you like everyone else, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast, continuing never stop, never stopping, celebrating 500 episodes, where, Will, I think that uh, it's catching on that uh, the Blattcast is known for what? What were we saying? Uh... I know we just said it. Good times. (laughs) Good times. Good talk. Good times. We're here for good times. Yes. We're also here for good talk. We're providing both at every turn. As always, I'm Christian Blatt, uh, remembering to wear the shirt, but going even a little further, having a little sip of water out of my black cast mug, which, uh, Will, I'm going to assume yours hasn't survived the moves. No, uh, I have both still. I think they're both in storage, though. Wait, why did I give you two? No, I have a shirt and a mug. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I, I don't give anybody two mugs. No. And Unless this will be the embarrassing the part. Um, Jeff, did I never give you a mug? Uh, I honestly don't know. I know I have but, the shirt, but it doesn't fit me anymore. Because you're so jacked? Because I'm so fat, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, and of course, we'll say hello to the uh, world-famous Black Cast Bell, which is engraved to commemorate episode 100 which crazy was... that you've you've done that four more times yeah because <laughs> that was more than enough everybody was like all right yeah, you got to 100 I, I don't know that i'll ever listen uh, you know uh good for good for you and then you just uh, it's almost 10 years now that's the crazy part is yeah. uh what, 500 what, what, episodes almost a decade and uh, as I always like to say, dozens of listeners. Uh, and honestly, that's all I ever looked for. Um, <laughs> but I am uh, very glad to have the uh, occasion to chat with both of you again. Now, people got to see uh, and hear you earlier this week in a pair of episodes that we recorded like, I don't know, a month ago. Because uh, Blackcast 500, let's say, was a little delayed. Uh, we ended up with a great big star, a Saturday Night Live legend, John Lovitz, on episode 500. There had been an earlier plan, which will still happen, but let's just say someone else got way too busy for her Blackcast 500. And I, <laughs> I held out for a couple of weeks, hoping that they would slow down and not be so busy uh, guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel, which honestly, which one of those two things would you rather do, Jeff? Guest host Jimmy Kimmel or be a guest on the Black House for the first time? I'm afraid of your answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Option C. <laughs> oh, yes. The uh, knitting needles in your eyes and then into your ears. Yes, that would well, be the option C. Yeah, I mean, that's another way of putting it. I was going to say hang out with the uh, Centibites from Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> New Hellraiser coming very soon. Have, yeah. you, have you guys seen the, the images? And uh, Isn't uh, it Hellraise Her? <laughs> I just love that. That is accurate. I I've only seen like a picture that. of picture of her as Pinhead. Yeah, uh, and uh, look, we're getting some great reaction here uh, from oh. Lynn B, who is just Lynn excited B. to see you, well, and uh, and Dominicus Saxon uh, makes the point that Cenobates are just missed uh, misunderstood. I said misunderstood, so misunderstood. I also like that you said Cenobites like uh, Irish, like Cenobites. 
Cenobites. Scottish. Hey, the the Irish are uh, having a field day on Twitter uh, the last 24 hours. They're they're really sowing their oats. And, you know, what I said was I wanted to get BlackCast 500 out when it was ready. But I said I will not post BlackCast 500 until Charles is king. And uh, it was off by a few days, but uh, clearly I knew it was coming. Very close. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, people come to us for our thoughts on the monarchy and the changing of it. And uh, I, it doesn't it doesn't really impact my life other than, you know, how funny I always thought it would be on Kids in the Hall when Scott Thompson would dress up as the queen. And, you know, they would just do little bits and she mostly would just go, hello. That was like basically that was the joke. Is that's all she ever did. Um, I can understand the positive slash negative impacts a lot of people have, but um, Queen doesn't, uh, the Queen uh, really didn't impact my money, but God, how long is it going to take countries that she didn't even live to now like reprint all their money, like in Canada and Australia? That's, uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and whew, couldn't you at least put like a remotely, more handsome person on your money than uh, e- even in, in his prime Charles. Uh, oh, true. You know, yeah. I think it'll just have a close up of his face on the one side and his ears on the back. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, Maybe but, they'll uh, use the picture of him from Epstein Island. <laughs> well, that's Prince Andrew. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Same yeah. place. Same family. So, you have to keep track of the royal family. You have to remember which one cheated on his wife, which one was a pedophile, you know, allegedly, I guess I'll say. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know any of them at all. I don't. I've never given a shit about the British monarchy in sure. any way. Like, really, it's the most pointless thing that's ever existed. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and I'm going to, in the back of my mind, I'm going to try and come up with something more pointless. But uh yeah, look, we're we're 246 years deep in not having to care about the British monarchy here. So USA, USA. Um, I wish I had that uh, Kid Rock song to start playing. Oh from, man, uh, in the yeah, <laughs> with like the Let's, big, the big loud bombastic chorus. Of, Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, oh, Brandon. That's a, that's a fun memory. Um, in any case, man, uh, fuck Fauci. <laughs> it is in there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, Dominicus Saxon uh, will factor into this uh, this episode in a little bit. Uh, we learned, I don't know, a couple hundred episodes ago to not try and have him appear on camera because uh, he doesn't want to be seen. Uh, but we appreciate him being in the chat. He's got chips and homemade salsa at the ready. Uh, this is a, a cameo filled episode. And I build it that way because there may be cameos from other people who show up, but honestly, we don't need anybody else apart from the three of us. Uh, but there are cameos that have been purchased by members of the black cast nation. People out in the audience have been kind enough. And uh, there's one that uh, didn't actually, we'll talk about it when we go through them. There's a surprising one that I guess declined the $50 or whatever it was. But uh, some truly random selections, and uh, I'm excited to share them with you all a little bit later. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have real passionate feelings about Queen Elizabeth other than that's a, that's a long time to not want to leave a job. That's 70 years. 
And like Charles has to look around and just think like, well, I got this for like 20 tops. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way I got it more than that. And, uh, you know, just sitting around, I've seen some, obviously plenty of mean spirited memes, but some funny ones. It was like 73 year old man finally gets a job, uh, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, do you have uh, any thoughts on it? Uh, Will, uh, Jeff is on record for it being pointless. Uh, I'm sure that the doctor has met the queen at some point in all the I'm incarnations, sure. right? I don't yeah. remember an. Adv- I mean, I remember Churchill, of course, but uh, I don't remember them actually meeting the Queen. Maybe in some first through sixth Doctor, they uh, they met the Queen, or seventh could have been uh, Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, Sylvester McCoy with the uh, with all the yeah with with the um, the umbrella, yes. possibly. Uh, Colin yeah. Baker handed a celery stalk over to her <laughs> and a stupid coat. Um, I think it's pointless as well. I don't really understand it. Like I, I the Prime Minister really kind of acts as figurehead and she or he can veto or not veto if they really want to. But for the most part, they don't do anything besides just yeah. be like a rich family, yeah. which I never understood the Kardashian obsession. And people are like, oh, it's almost like our monarchy. It's kind of like people love to see rich people just being rich. It's weird. Well, you know what the, the claim to the monarchy is, right? What's that? Uh, they're what they're the the essential the reason they're the monarchs of Britain and all this shit is they claim that they are direct descendants of Jesus. Mm. Oh, naturally. I thought I saw it go back to like I don't know uh, Alexander the Great or Charlemagne or something, but I didn't know it went all the way back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I didn't realize that. Uh, that makes sense actually because when when I see any member of this family i i think of jesus christ superstar and a young fit ted neely being crucified at the end and uh how much they all look just like him you know i mean what a what a handsome family (laughs) long (laughs) hair the beards the chiseled abs yeah yeah i mean the you know when there were all the, uh, you know, uh, th- there was news on it uh, at the cheesesteak place I was at. That's why I was watching <laughs> some of the coverage. Uh, and I was like, wow, Jake Tapper is already in London. They knew. <laughs> they must have sent him the night before. They're like, you got to get on. The well, plane. they like last week they were saying like she has mobility issues. She's stuck in this like room somewhere. And I was like, so mobility issues, meaning you can't get anywhere. You're you're. Yeah. So I was like, that sounds like uh, probably more than mobility issues, but okay. Yeah. It would be like, uh, you know, season two of Netflix's The Punisher. It would be like episode 13 when you're like, hasn't he died like five times? And he stands up one more time and then he finally lays down and you're like, all right, we're going to have to, we're going to have to leave Frank on the ground <laughs> for a little while. He takes too much punishment. That was my one critique of that show. <laughs> There's a little bit too much. Yeah. You're like, you know what I could use? A little bit less punishment. Less punishment, yeah. Does it have to be so punishing? He takes him? so much. It's not possible that he could do the things he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it, but anyway, as I was seeing the coverage, there were pictures of like, you know, Charles and his siblings when they were younger and, you know, when they should have been at their most attractive. And I was like, Oof, yikes. <laughs> there might be a case to be made against inbreeding regardless of how high your stock is i mean bless william and and harry because their mom was hot you know that was able to help them out you know that uh, she came from a little bit further outside of the circle um (laughs) 
But uh, I wish uh, our pal from across the pond, uh, Craig Robinson, had checked in here. He's actually uh, in the UK, and I would, uh, you know, I think even even someone who doesn't consider themselves a royalist or a fan of the monarchy, I, it's just like it's like supposedly like ten days. Nothing is going to happen there in 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 the UK. So uh, our our pal Salman just got back from a little soccer trip uh, there. And he was like, thank God I got back this week because you just, you would have had nothing. There would have been nothing to do uh, while you were there. Uh, In any case, uh, that was not why we uh, decided to get together today. Uh, We, uh, because episode 500 was the big uh, love, it's spectacular, which hopefully everyone's had a chance to check out and people. Oh my gosh. Look at this. Craig Robinson asking ye shall receive. I'm listening all tickety-boo here, fellas. Uh, Will, you speak British better than I do. Do you know what that means? Because I don't. I have no idea. Can you, Sounds can, like all wait, you're than not me. even in the house with your Craig. I feel like your Craig would actually be like, do you speak probably. British? Yeah. He probably does. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I'm glad everyone's here. Uh, glad the, the fellas on the screen and everybody in the chat. Uh, that's always fun. You know, the last episode that was posted uh was designed to be our uh, two minutes hate like 1984 because i really thought that will was hating everything and it was really just like nah it's just a lot of like shit that is like not as good as you want it to be so you don't care you weren't really as angry as i wanted you to be but that was recorded like a month ago you angry about anything yet in the pop culture uh and there's some things i'm not watching that you're so, not watching or now to, watching i'm not watching to to avoid okay. being angry, yeah. What, what, what the news? <laughs> oh. uh, oh, she Hulk. Uh, Hulk. Yeah. What, um. What's the uh? What's the other Star Rings Wars thing? Power? The uh, and Ando Ando Calrissian. That's not on yet. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to avoid that. Ando Calrissian. I'm avoiding I'm, that. Actually. I actually wish that was that character's name. Andrew Calrissian. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know. Cassian Cassian Andor. Andor or yeah. Come on. Yeah, Jeff's like, mm-hmm. come on. But that was, that was a, that was inarguably a good star Wars movie. Rogue one, except you didn't like it because you're like, no, I know what's happening. Uh, yeah. I don't need that story. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like I will. I'm not going to watch the movie about a Hispanic character in star Wars. Cause fuck that shit. White people only. <laughs> you're right. I'm actually a racist Star Wars fan, just like all those other guys. Yeah, uh, that's really what it comes down to. It's and you, like and you won't watch She-Hulk because you don't just hate women. You specifically hate green women. And <laughs> uh, that's why you've never watched the pilot of Star Trek either, because uh, there's the green dancing chicken. And I know, in production order. Yeah. Yeah. But you stopped. <laughs> you didn't get that far into the show. I haven't. I'm like, I stopped on season three. I was so close. And I, I got like 15 left. And I think I just... I got to, I got to close it out one day. Yesterday was star star Trek day. That would have been a good day to do it. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, I don't, I told you that I don't think uh, she Hulk is going to win you over, uh, but it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's like, I'd say it's the most episodic of the Marvel shows because it's like, well, she's a lawyer. So like this week, uh, Wong, the Sorcerer it's, Supreme. It's a terrible case. show. Each episode is worse than the last. It's just <laughs> bad. It's an awful show. It's really bad, honestly. Like it's terrible. And is it's it terrible like, from a storytelling standpoint, 
Yeah. Or I, they I don't, hate women's standpoint. They, no, it's terrible because every week they start a story that ends before it gets interesting. And then it's like, that's the end of that one. On to the next episode next week. You'll be equally disappointed or more. It's but what about bad. the fact it's... that her dad is cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's why I said it because I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, well, just, here's a, the thing: it's just even... not an interesting. Their name, like the nothing about the stories that they've done have been interesting. Like literally, this last week, they try to pretend they're a law show, and then just don't follow the law at all. It's fucking stupid. Like we have a court trial where we're going to call a witness who's literally comes through with a, a drink, like from a party, like they're drunk. So it's like, Her you know, that Madison would make, with a Y but, and yeah, it's not great, you think but it's it just is. like, you're going to bring in somebody to testify who's drunk, which therefore makes their testimony inadmissible when we're pretending that we care about the law by going into a fucking courtroom. It's just, it's absolutely ludicrously stupid. Um, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I'm uh, uh, Dominicus Saxon is actually enjoying it. I know because he pops in on our uh, Marvel show. Uh, it's the uh, the show that's most suited to be uh, 34 minutes at most. Uh, <laughs> I think it uh, it works in the confines they've created for it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I didn't want anything more with She-Hulk. Uh, I was not expecting to get anything more just like a fourth Thor movie. I didn't expect more than what I got. So I don't, I, you know, my standards are almost non-existent at this point. Um, but uh, they, they'll be surprisingly high for black Adam, which uh, the more I see. You're so ready okay. to hate that movie. <laughs> hey, Warner brothers only has enough money to release two movies this year. And that's one of them. <laughs> so, is there another trailer or something? Uh, there was another one yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I can smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah. And um, I think he put a couple dashes of, of feek in there. So uh, we'll <laughs> see though. I'll, you know me, I sit down, especially if I have spent the money to see a movie and I don't get to see Warner brothers movies for free. So I will have to pay. Oh, um, yeah. I, uh, always want to enjoy it. If I'm going to a movie, I want to see it. I want to enjoy it. I want to have fun. Um, and uh, the only way I was able to enjoy the Batman was, as Will remembers, I didn't start eating my popcorn until 90 minutes in because I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom for the whole movie. <laughs> uh, where, where are we at on the Batman Like now that we're almost a year removed from it? I thought I it was all know. right. I, I, you had a lot more time to think about it. Have you can have either of you considered rewatching it? It's been on uh, HBO Max for a while. I think I watched it again. It was mm -hmm. I again. I never. I don't hate it, but yeah. I just think at the end of the day, you endeavored to make a Batman detective movie where Batman wasn't a very good detective, and so <laughs> it was just like at the end of this, if Batman, if it doesn't go into the next movie being like, wow, I'm really ashamed of myself for not fucking living up to being the world's greatest detective because yeah. I didn't solve any of Riddler's shit. He got away with exactly what he wanted to up to the point he was in jail. And then I didn't prevent a bunch, a bunch of people from dying. Literally the only growth he made was he now works with the community versus <laughs> them fearing him. That's the only character growth of the entire three hour movie. And that's a waste of time for a detective movie. Uh, also Alfred was Gollum. So oh, yeah. Uh, you, didn't like you didn't like Gollum, Alfred? 
but again, it's the movie itself was fine. The action, yeah. the things, it was an interesting movie. The I still think the rain stuff was just like overly emo and ridiculous, right? Like the scene where he's literally looking down with his hair in his face, mega emo being like, let me talk to Falcone. It's just one of the worst <laughs> scenes in the movie. But at the it's not a it's not just like a terrible movie. I'd watch it and be fine with it, but I'm I wouldn't see it and go like, wow, they really got Batman right because yeah. it was like you didn't seem to understand who Batman was. If you wanted to have him go this route, then we should have had instead of a bullshit bye bye motorcycle ride, we should have had him talking to Alfred about like I can never let this happen again. Too many yeah. people died because I wasn't sharp enough. So like, I really have to double down on being a great detective, but we didn't get that. We just got like, mm, kiss. It was, so it was just stupid. <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of Nirvana music. Uh, our pal, uh, actually just one song, uh, Dominica Saxon. I sort of liked sparkly vamp boy as Batman, even though he was totally useless sort of, but hated him as Bruce. Yeah, that was uh, what I didn't think should have been a hot take in that moment, but it was. Uh, Will, have you uh, considered going back in on the Batman or maybe when there's the inevitable sequel, maybe you'll refresh your memory at that time? I, or uh, Casey's been, she said she'd like to watch it at some point, but we haven't gotten around to it, but like, I will rewatch it like with her. And yep. You've be been back. back in California for uh, two months now or so? Yes, yeah, she still, and, uh, and I've, I'm no closer to meeting this alleged uh, spouse of yours. She so. just moved back. We're, we got a new uh, apartment. We're going to be moving into on Monday. Okay, so, so she's <laughs> left uh, left the desert behind. She's got to fly out actually on Monday morning for two mm -hmm. days to give her a final presentation. Okay, so uh, already the excuses. It's all right. Fine, fine. Uh, it's fine. Maybe, maybe just uh, sometime where we're recording, you just drag her on camera for a minute. I know Jeff's met her, so I have, and I know that he would never be part of a big conspiracy. So I have to believe that she's real. But part of me just refuses. It's she's she's Maris Crane, you know, I mean, not <laughs> not the character traits. See, but, I was gonna uh, say. Oh, and 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 joining Coltrane. in to mention this is uh, our pal Coltrane, who says he met her. Uh, and Coltrane has received an invitation, by the way, uh, to uh, join us if he's able. But I know that uh, weekdays he is often preoccupied. But uh, let me know if you need me to just text you the link instead of sending it to that email. So, uh, so all right. So Ken is also in on the scam uh, for Maris Crane. And so is Natasha. Oh, yeah. That's and right. Jeff's mom. And even Craig, not Craig Robinson, but and uh, Craig, yeah, Craig Smith. Yeah, fact, uh, I forgot to introduce to you as Will Sterling of History Rated R uh, when we started, <laughs> by the way, because okay. despite That's all the, of your other accolades, I think that uh, people and I love how much uh, Dominica Saxon enjoys History Rated R. I do agree that you should do. I don't mean a live show like ticketed at an event, but you yeah. should do like for an anniversary or a milestone or something, you should do like a live streaming one. So people can interact with you. Oh yeah. Watching yeah. It. Just one. Yeah. Don't, don't do like I do and um, burn out the premise and, and do it like three times in a week, you know, <laughs> but uh, I think people would like to see that. I mean, we're live streaming it right now. Would not history rated R. Well, but this show, what do you yeah, mean? That's you what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, so you might watch it with Casey, but uh, yeah, I listened to some of those 
tracks the music is like okay in places and not in other places so i don't know it's it's i still believe it's like this batman movie that i keep going back thinking about the nolan batman movies and i'm like yeah we kind of we already did this like it and, just and better yeah. it still doesn't feel different enough that it was at, that it yeah. was needed like the fact that matt reeves said the ben affleck script was like him sort of more as james bond like going around the world using all his gadgets i was like yeah that's exactly the batman i would love to see right now because yes, we please. already did super dark and serious including in batman versus superman and now post justice league he can be like james bond batman like i mean that's exactly what yeah. i would want to like but, if it if, if you bought i don't know the script for mission impossible eight okay and then you're like we're gonna rewrite it and it's gonna be a batman movie now and he's gonna go on the right. same adventures that tom cruise would go on but he yeah. would be batman the whole time that would probably yeah. be a great movie that i don't know be. that I don't know that people would love it, but I feel like because I've been reading more Batman comics lately and it's like he always has a much more pronounced inner dialogue in the comics than he does in the films. Yeah. And so maybe delving into that version of the character where we're really getting his thoughts and he's going through the like, got to get up. Oh, my bones are broken. Like, how am I going to do this? Because that's the Batman in the comics. I don't know if he'll be as viable on screen, but I, I don't know. I've been enjoying that version of Batman. Yeah. I was I was curious when we, when I first saw it because it starts with him in a narration and I was like oh are they gonna go like all the way and he's gonna narrate this but they didn't they just did the beginning and the end yeah yeah that's true um, so wait so sorry what are you watching right now Will that was what I that was the question that I did want to ask but on uh, television right. oh or if you're going to the theater either one. <laughs> I have not been to the theater in a long time. Um, I've been watching just like a lot of Netflix documentaries as kind of like a distracting thing. So I'm not constantly overanalyzing like scripts and and uh, and acting and stuff. I have been watching a lot of old Val Luton horror movies. Now, I don't know what that is. So what, what is Val Luton? Val Luton was a producer who made movies like the original Cat People. And oh, okay. I do know Cat People, sure. Yeah, so... Uh, I've seen cats. I didn't think it was a horror. <laughs> then you must oh. not have been paying attention. Yeah, I was gonna say. Talk about the play, not the movie. That was oh, horrible. Okay. Well, kind of both, but especially the movie. Yeah. Um, oh. it's just things to like distract myself. I think as I just I work on other projects. I watched the uh, the Netflix documentary about uh, the Notre Dame football player Manti Teo and his oh, yeah. uh, imaginary girlfriend, and I like kind of yeah. knew the story. But uh, that to me, those are like the perfect like on in the background while I'm doing other things because it's uh, just the amount of detail of like the, you know, we knew he had the the fake girlfriend and uh, uh, I think we the last time, no, you know, we didn't talk about it because well, you watched the one about Woodstock '99, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I that this was not on the show because we recorded the, those episodes so long ago. Uh, there were the, I guess, I think there were three parts of a Netflix documentary about Woodstock 99. And then last year HBO had one. And every time that there is one, I always watch it. And I love every minute because it reminds me how I was smart enough to not go to Woodstock 99 because I'm just like, that's going to be a shit show. And I had a whole group of friends from college that I went, we had graduated the year before. And, uh, when they all got back, it was every bit as bad as those documentaries tell you that it was <laughs> except except one of my friends who i'll uh, remain nameless during the looting he did get a free tent to bring home now he didn't sleep in it while he was there but at least he had gotten a free tent uh yes. when there was all the looting um 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, first of all, I don't like big outdoor concert festivals anyway. Like, I did a couple of warped tours, I did one Lollapalooza. I, I just it, I would like to see my bands uh, indoors. Oh, and if I can have a seat, I would love to sit down, you know. Uh, I I went to the at the football stadium here a couple weeks ago. There was like the uh, the eighties nineties hard rock festival. The stadium a, tour, which was Motley Crue, Motley Crue, uh, Def Leppard, uh, Poison, Joan Jett. I think I got them all right. Uh, and uh, you know the best part was I had a seat. I could sit between oh. the bands, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the. Uh, uh, where the Rams play, SoFi Stadium. Oh, SoFi, SoFi. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking you were. That was a, an event out near you in the Valley. I'm like, there's a Burbank football stadium. No, I, I you know, I, do, I rarely, but I do occasionally leave the Valley. Um, <laughs> I try not to, in all honesty. The Rose uh, Bowl really is pretty close to Burbank. What's that? The Rose That's Bowl f- in Pasadena is extremely close to Burbank. Yeah, That's but um, like they don't have a they have a, such a terrible infrastructure for getting out of events. I've kind of sworn off on the Rose Bowl. Had this concert been at the Rose Bowl, I would have gone. But uh, SoFi Stadium, it's got a roof and uh, it's been uh, it's been a little warm here lately. So uh, I appreciated that. Um, what was your takeaway from the Woodstock 99 documentary? I'm always fascinated because, well, I, I, I saw you post about it and basically and then i messaged you right away and you clearly thought like oh yeah, christian's really old maybe he went to that i would just i wouldn't have been surprised like yeah I, you came to mind just because it's like bands and like an era in which like i felt like maybe you had gone would have thought about going or had friends who went and you did yeah, have i did have friends that went yeah you had opportunities to go so i wasn't entirely off in my estimation that you might have yeah. let me let me ask a quick question uh coltrane did you ever consider going to woodstock 99 i did go to woodstock 99 you went to woodstock 99 there. oh so did you have like uh, an air-conditioned trailer to sleep in or something or was it uh, the shit show yeah. that these documentaries portray uh-oh <laughs> this is <laughs> It's like the, well, every time he's on the show, there's a problem with his Wi-Fi. I know, but uh, we got the answer that he went. I wanted to hear more <laughs> about it. Uh, it's a, it's funny because you would think we're doing it as a bit. You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, oh, there he is. It's all right. We brought him in. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, honestly, that lineup was uh, was not for me. Uh, yeah. It was Corn yeah. and Kid Rock. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Jeff. Was there ever a point in your life where you enjoyed big outdoor festival concerts or? Uh, I mean, I'm honestly, I don't think I've gone to as many concerts as most people in general. Um, but I, I went to that FYF Fest, right? Uh, 2016, where I saw Tame Impala and Kendrick. Okay. That was like outdoors, but it was like one of those, they had multiple venues. So there's like different stages and stuff, but there was a bunch of people fainting around us during Kendrick's show because they had been like outside standing all day. So they just started like fainting and collapsing. So oh, they're sure. kept getting like medical yeah. people having to come during the concert. 
it, it's funny because the archival footage of Woodstock 99, everybody's complaining. It's $4 for a bottle of water. I'm like, I wish a water was $4 at a concert. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, nine. but it got to a place where the guy was like, it was like $14 and they were like, yeah. wait, how can you charge this much money? He was basically like, fuck you, pay me. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's like, God, right. it just erupted into like lawlessness and, and people just like blatantly taking advantage of people. Like, oh, yeah. God. Coltrane, what was your uh, work experience like at Woodstock 99? Were you working for Westwood One at the time, or what? What was your? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was working for Westwood One. It was it was it was really a fucking shit show. Um, like, the cool part for me was that like during the day I got to be like in one of the RVs, so I actually got like air conditioning and stuff. Nice. But it was a disaster, um, and like, fortunately we got in early all the time, so we got to avoid traffic. We had, we actually had a bike that we were using to go from the hotel into the site. It was extremely hot. It was not um, well thought out as far like planned out for as far as like food and drinks and everything were concerned. And like the last, the last day was absolute insanity. Like the, like there's like fires in like the middle, like people are like starting fires and stuff. And like the cops were starting to come in and like move stuff around and, it was it was nuts. Like I actually trampled a few people, like trying to get back to the Westwood One campus area, so <laughs> I could avoid all the chaos that last night. But oh my gosh! Yeah, well, was... you said the the keywords you said were extremely hot, which is the perfect timing for us to bring in our other friend. Wow. Uh, the <laughs> extremely hot. You are and, wrong. You are wrong. And by the way, since the last time on the show, the now married. Liev. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So... yeah, and I and I left my ring at home. <laughs> I was about uh, to say, like, are are you sure it hasn't ended yet? I'm just checking. <laughs> we I've survived 90 days. Yeah, how no, long not yet. Been... 45 days. What's the well, prenup? How, how long is it? or not? Yeah, prenup, I, like the, uh, you, you know, know you won't you won't believe uh, you're not the only person who asked that. <laughs> You'd be shocked Pretty, to find that the out. The moment is what I'm thinking, actually, but that's I, I messed up. Yeah. Well, if I were her, I would be the one who was worried, and she wanted to protect her teacher's salary and you not stealing all of her money from her on uh, uh, on the basis of uh, your career. How was the wedding in in Hawaii, Leah? Oh, it's perfect. It was the uh, best two weeks of our lives. Was it perfect back. because none of the four of us were there? Is that why it was perfect? <laughs> It would it would have been better if you guys were there. Oh, uh, <laughs> look at but, you! Uh, I know, and I I mean that. But it, it, it only twenty nine people came, and it was it was perfect. It was it was the best two weeks of our lives, so far. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> I I I I'll tell you, it's only going to get better. But I might be lying. Uh, <laughs> the time around the wedding and the honeymoon is always the best. And uh, Dominica Saxon is excited to see corporate Dave. Oh, which is uh yeah the current iteration of Liev. uh well how uh, how's everything going i uh, i understand that uh you know we were talking about uh woodstock 99 because there was more uh, there you know another series of documentaries about it and uh coltrane actually worked there confirming it was the shit show but you do work a lot of live events in fact uh we visited you at one and uh uh, I, I don't even know that you know that I, I spent that evening in the emergency room uh, after we <laughs> left you at that concert. <laughs> it was that bad? You hate country no, music I, that much? 
Yes, uh, I actually, I needed them to like uh, Clockwork Orange style, uh, basically keep my eyes propped open. And I was watching, you know, old VHSs of Headbangers Ball to just try and process the country music out of my system. Uh, no, which, I felt uh, that show I, was it? Uh, Boots in the Park, uh, and uh, who oh was yeah, the truck, who's the truck? Yeah, headliner. Will I can't even remember. His oh name. God, uh, what's his name? Tim McGraw. Uh, Tim McGraw, thank you. I, yeah, I, I Tim was, McGraw was the headliner. Truckia was the the uh, support act. Yeah, no, like within like ninety seconds of walking away from you, I fell hard in the parking lot, and um, I know I, they had an open bar. Jesus, you didn't have to drink everything. <laughs> <laughs> now you tell me. You know, know your limits. You're you're did, bad you know, for crying out loud. We did pregame at uh, Rock and Brews, uh, so. That probably, uh, you know, <laughs> had a lot. Which I do. love when we all get together. We find it necessary to pregame before an open bar. <laughs> yeah, where's, I'm sorry. Does anybody on the screen right now find any fault with what he just said? Because that seems like exactly what you're supposed to do. It's, it's <laughs> funny. I'm actually about to drive down to a, a San Diego to DJ for a Keith Urban. Keith Urban is a country artist. Uh, he's yes. married to Nicole Kidman. Uh -huh. He has a lot of hits. He's been around for some time. He's uh, yeah, from New Zealand. Oh, oh, so he's married to the AMC theaters lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Nikki. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm about to drive down there, and I have to go through Hemet, where there's a massive fire. And then we have this tropical storm that's affecting San Diego right now as we speak. So I'm going to be driving by a fire into a tropical storm where it's just going to be pouring and, and thunderstorming all night. Well, look Sounds here. fun. It's gonna be a good show, and uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's all outdoors, and umbrellas aren't allowed. Th this is the gig you're missing another opportunity for, isn't it? Uh, what what do you mean? Remember, you told me that there was something that you could do. Uh, I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't know. You know, you could have performed on. Oh, umbrella. I know. Oh, is that yes. this weekend? Yeah. Do you want to oh, tell my... these guys or do you not? I, it's up to you if you want to talk about it. Oh, I, well, I, I immediately, of course, thought of Will because he did stand up and, and he was really good at it for so long. Yeah. And for me to get this opportunity is kind of a joke, but uh, Catalina Island's hosting a comedy festival. It's Michelle Wolf, Dave Attell, uh, Jeff Ross, and Dana Carvey. And for whatever reason, I talked to the right people and they messaged me and asked if I would like to do 10 minutes to open up for Michelle Wolf. Whoa. To kick off the festival. Ten minutes. No pressure. Could you do it? Well, yeah. I, immediately, I'm like, hell yeah. And I, they told me it was this Friday, being today. And I looked at the calendar. I already signed a contract and already got paid for DJing this Coors Light pre-party down in San Diego. Dang. I know. And, and uh, you know, uh, I think you could have asked one of us to fill in for you at the thing in San Diego. You know, I would have even let you keep the money. You know, I would have if it wasn't for our corporate odyssey putting it on. And I tried. I reached out to two other DJs and they couldn't do it. And <laughs> it was painful to have to say no to that because well, I know a lot of people would probably give everything to have that opportunity. Well, here, what I think is that this is actually a good opportunity for you in the sense that you didn't have 10 minutes of comedy to provide. I so always now, watch at least two use this opportunity to come Always? up with that yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> take some time i fake it until uh, we at least re reach the 120 second mark 
Yeah, no, I'm still going. Well, you're not going to Catalina, though, because they're not asking you to perform now, right? I don't even know if that festival is going to go on with this storm. I going. thought you were going to say it was the Catalina wine mixer. I was going to be really excited if you were opening up for that. It's the same co- same guy that puts on the, that festival. He puts on this, too. <laughs> nice. I know what a like what a guy to network with too, and he's the one. He's the one. His friend messaged me, and I ended up talking to him. <sighs> Missed opportunity. So, uh, do you feel like you have a good sense? Do you want to share with us if you had taken that stage, any of the things that you were going to talk about? I'm not going to have you like run the jokes, but uh, topic wise, what do you think you would start with? Uh, non controversial topics. Uh, you know, uh, Michelle Wolf uh, did uh, the the last the one and only uh, Trump White House Correspondence Dinner. And uh, uh, after that, they stopped doing it uh, for that president. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure I'm sure you would have played really well to her crowd is what I'm getting at. She probably <laughs> wouldn't have followed me on Instagram. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I, honestly, I don't know what I, I mean. I probably would have panicked for a whole week trying to write jokes. Probably would have reached out to you guys. Do you think if you had peed yourself on stage, that would have gotten you more laughs than uh, any jokes you would have come up with? 100%. Yeah, I think that's Peed myself and then passed out. <laughs> have the paramedic, sh- paramedic show up. It would have been good. I mean, it would have been good social media. Like it, it had to have been better than all those times you had me and Will show up at that like comedy place that nobody was ever at, and you were like, "Oh, I'm doing like the, I'm going to practice here," and then you'd never the ice got house. Up. Like Will yeah. got up, but you never got up, and it was just. Like, I know. So I was so nervous. You wait. You were going to get up at the people. ice house, or no? Was it the ice house? Or was it wasn't the ice house. No. God, I don't remember. It, but it was just like. There were like 10 people there, and Leo still would never get up and do anything. He's you like, know what it was? What? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to get up in front of you two guys because I, I legitimately find you guys funny, and I'm like, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it in front of two people who I know because I'll never hear the end of it if I suck. But yeah, but you that's say what makes it funny. Yeah. Like, that's the joke. That would funny been to you. That's you the point still of open been access. laughing too, and we have more stuff to talk about. You see, it would have worked on every level. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You guys would have had I'm lots down, of time. Buddy. But yeah, that is the po- that is the point of open mics. I wish I would have taken more advantage of that uh, back in the day, for sure. And uh, that was will fun. You, will you haven't uh, you haven't done stand up in a while, right? It's been a long time. I think about it periodically as like just it was always something to do. I never wanted to like be a stand up. Right. Uh, it was fun to do as something supplemental, but I couldn't really make friends. It's a very solitary and or clicky. clicky well, uh, I'll, <laughs> turns I'll out. never forget that the the last time I saw you, uh, there was a kid who went up before you. It was like 17. The high school and, kid. And yeah, and there was like, he's clearly, his approach was, I'm going to tell jokes about like my ex-wife and stuff because it's funny because I'm a kid. <laughs> and uh, neither of those things were true. <laughs> As a concept though, like a, yeah. a child doing... Uh, <laughs> adult jokes specifically for adults is, is funny yeah no i mean the idea wasn't terrible it was just the um 
the act <laughs> that one. But well, you opened for Dennis one time. Yes. Uh, and uh, some of us were actually there to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think just me. I remember. Yeah, just me. Yeah, I, I watched a little from the- We tried, it. didn't we? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, the uh, casino that in 2022 is now known as Yamava, but uh, oh, is, right, uh, was then San Manuel. Yeah. Uh, it's like 70 miles from LA, but it could be like three hours as you guys found out. You guys went and you probably didn't even leave like ridiculously late. It's just, uh, you know, it was just sitting in traffic. I think we got there right as he was getting off, right after yeah. you were getting off. Well, it was like literally just missed it. That's what I, cause I was, I was thinking, I was like, wait a second. I remember like going to it, but I don't remember anything like seeing him on stage there. So I was like, huh? Yeah. But you guys, you guys got there in time to see Dennis. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Will, you did much better. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I remember practicing that at like this little open mic place called Marty's because you could just like get up in all these tiny little rooms and just like because I had to do I think twenty minutes and I just did it alone in this small room like with a mic and a and a little PA with nobody there. It's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I would like to have seen that more than seeing it in the big room, you know. But I just had to be. You were always, always one of like the top three performers. Whenever you like, whenever I went to one of those shows that uh, at the uh, comedy store that you did, you were always one of yeah. the top three funniest. Well, thank that's you. a nice thing to say. The yeah. top three. I enjoyed uh, it. I feel like on good nights I got some decent laughs. Maybe well, one day. I'll you always had stuff that like you always had a few a few jokes in there that definitely like everyone was laughing at. So you, that was already like a step in the right direction. But you had good timing and everything. Yeah, I I enjoyed seeing you at those shows. I mean, because the rest of those shows were a fucking disaster. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, they were. Like the thing that I remember the most about it is like there, I just remember this one woman like going up on stage and you could tell she was the funniest person in her friend group, but none <laughs> of that translated at all on stage and she just kept thinking that something was going to be funny. And it was like, not even like an interesting statement. It was just, <laughs> and she just so like kept going. And it was just like, yeah, this is, this hurts a lot. My friends say <laughs> I'm the funny one. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> told her she was the funny one and it was not nice of them to do that. Yeah, you that. should stand up. You're so funny. <laughs> Oh God! Even like her group of friends were like trying to laugh, but they couldn't get there because it just wasn't funny. I don't remember her. Uh, a lot of crazy people, though. A lot of crazy acts. What do you? Uh, what was your big takeaway from it? Uh, of getting the you know getting out there and doing stand up well. I mean, it's a confidence booster for sure. It's a it's a public speaking gig technically. You know, it's like. Uh, you're out in front of a bunch of people. What's funny is that like I was more confident and comfortable in a crowd, like a big crowd at Dennis's show than I am in a room of like three to four people who are not paying attention to you, who are like in their notebooks. Like that crowd feels more, more nerve wracking, funny enough. But um, I mean, I enjoy it. I know I like to entertain people and I like to entertain people live. So maybe I'll go back to it one day. One day, one day, Will. But uh, Jeff, did you ever get the privilege to uh, see Will perform live? 
I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, he, uh, it's it, it's been that long though. You know, uh, it started. I started doing it. I think I did it straight for about seven years because I started in college and then ended in like two uh, And and now you don't. And now you don't do anything straight. So nope. Nope. <laughs> oh wait. We have you're okay. So uh in the background I've been trying to spend I've spent this time. Uh I can uh you know drag the picture and, and share it, but I'm just gonna go ahead and share uh just by holding uh my phone up. <laughs> oh so yeah. This is after the concert, and I'll I'll get this uh picture where we can see it better. Uh but uh yeah, Will and I uh, Did you get COVID? Me- you fell and got COVID? What happened? No, the hospital did make me wear that mask. Uh, oh, yeah. They this still, was they back in March. Idea. I don't know if you remember, uh, Leah, but back in March, uh, COVID still existed. Uh, not, you know, not anymore. But not, in, not in country concerts. You, no, <laughs> no. But this but this was a hospital in Yorba Linda, which, by the way, where now COVID definitely doesn't exist. But back then it did. So. Um, yeah, so I uh, I took a nasty spill, and uh, Will was very kind, and he stayed with me a lot longer than he needed to. And I was like, "You should you should really go home. It's been a long day with an open did you, bar." Did you hit your head? Uh, yeah, uh, very very hard, <laughs> and it was I, it was gushing blood at one point. I actually still have a scar from it, which apparently has never Jesus. Gone away. Yeah, yeah. Well, how heavy How heavy was Heather? Oh my God. She was so glad. I actually didn't tell her until, cause she was working. Like she had a script to write that night. So I didn't even tell her till the next morning. Cause I'm just like, what's that going to do? You know, um, I was staying. I, I drank too much and fell in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what the story was going to be. And like Liev was here. So, you know, I was hanging out with him. So she would have been like, all right, so obviously you got too drunk. <laughs> um, Although I, I I watched like you know a chunk of the Super Bowl with you and I did not get too drunk that day so obviously I, I'm occasionally able to show some some restraint but uh, that was uh, that was not the case there so um, but yeah so uh, but I was staying in your Belinda so that's why Will drove me there and uh, my father-in-law had to come get me <laughs> so uh, I let Will go home you know that was that was really the key. But uh, you know, good, 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 good. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm definitely glad. Definitely too late for an annulment in your in your marriage. What's that? Definitely too late for an annulment in your marriage. Oh yeah. So uh, I I think that uh, this is a nice close up of. Uh, oh my god. Our visual listeners, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Will. Um, how do you remember this? It was. <laughs> It's so bad because it's like I don't want to laugh because you were obviously like very hurt, but now enough time has passed and you have. I'm no not anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. still hurt. Yeah, it's really <laughs> just okay. remember you were in such pain, but oh it God. seemed like you were pissed at me because you no. kept going. Ah, oh, God damn it, Will! Will, God damn it! I know because let's remember you pushed me. That's actually what happened. I was like, wait, what did I do? You're like, ah. no, obviously. And I explained to you, I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I was so mad at myself because it was just, you know, it was one of those little dividers in a parking lot that I tripped over. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. what should have happened was that I was being dumb looking down at my phone and like texting. And then I tripped. I just, I, I don't even have that excuse. I was just or been drunk. Yeah, no, I wish, I wish I was drunk and, and texting on my phone because then it's like, oh yeah, well obviously that happened. And no, I was just dumb. 
Um, so yeah, so Leanne hey, is looking. By the way, by the yeah. way, Tim McGraw is at Boots in the Park in San Diego tomorrow night, and I have tickets for all of you. Okay, um, yeah. Now we'll come down. Oh, I'll yeah. definitely be there. Truck, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh yeah, who's the truck yeah guy though? Luke Bryan, yeah, right? Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. No, Tim McGraw yeah, didn't sing truck yeah. It was the yeah he did. It was not Tim McGraw's a headliner. This was the second yeah. build guy. I think that's no. Luke Bryan. Tim McGraw sings truck yeah. Christian, come on. Uh, this you remember a certain right. person coming into the bathroom afterwards saying, "If I was a chick, I'd fuck the shit out of Tim McGraw." <laughs> and at that moment, Leev left. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It is Tim McGraw. I'm sorry. My mistake. You're right. It's Tim McGraw. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Liev had a friend uh, at this event, Jeff and Ken, who, let's just say he was going with, through some issues. <laughs> you know, he was like, the more he drank, uh, the more honest he was about saying things like, if I was a girl, I would fuck Tim McGraw. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was definitely some liquid courage that uh, was... Uh, but he said something really, really disarming to Will at one point, but I forget what it was. What were you going to say, Ken? Sorry. No, I think that's more of he was he was sort of saying if he was a girl, then Tim McGraw would actually give him a chance. But other, being a guy, mm. he still would have done Tim McGraw. Oh, OK. So, yeah, this guy would have done him either way. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but we're not going to we, we won't uh, get into too many specifics of uh, Leah's various friends. You probably don't even remember who was there that day. But uh, this uh, at least I didn't fall in the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Tim McGraw didn't fall in the parking lot. I feel um, like I win this one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if people want okay. to uh, catch you at, uh, is this also a Boots in the Park event or is this just a different? Uh, this is, is a... just a concert. Oh, okay. And I, and I do have to get going, but it's good to see all y'all's faces. And congrats mm. on having more episodes than you do uh, viewers. I think that's I, really I, great. I, I, I do say that all the time. It's I, I wish it wasn't true. Um, but I'm very glad that you uh, were able to visit with us. Uh, we miss you. And uh, I, miss you guys I, too. I still have a few hundred dollars on that gift card to Rock and Brews. So we're going. maybe next time we'll just go there and not do it as a pregame. And uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll have to figure out how I can avoid falling and falling in the parking lot. Um, do you have anything you want to plug or, uh, as usual, you don't want anybody to find you, right? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, we love you no and, uh, best, uh, you know, I would say congratulations to you on your wedding and condolences to the, uh, the unfortunately current Mrs. Liev, but, uh, she seems to like you and, uh, you know what, that you tricked her. And, and I, keep, I, I as I someone, up. as someone who tricked a spouse that is far out of their league, I understand completely. So uh, I just tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm moving this weekend, but uh, I'll be in touch soon. It's closer to you guys, so. Oh wow! So All right. uh, I want to hear that story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll shut up. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, of course, uh, Ken, as soon as you show up is when Liev is like deciding to crash the party. <laughs> that was like literally like two minutes later, he shows up in there. Um, there was definitely a party so, that was going to see if he was going to show up before I did. Because I, I was out and I just got back in when I when I dropped in the text. 
But yeah, yeah, I was I was wondering like maybe I wait till Liev gets here because I know he'll show up at some point. Uh, Coltrane, I know that since the last time you were on, uh, you and Will went to a game at Fenway, and Will talked a little bit about that. Um, how much of the time did you spend having to explain baseball to Will? <laughs> what? <laughs> just, I just wanted to say it, Will. It's fine. You know, it's, I mean, it's yeah, really. Will, Will was okay. Will was, Will yeah. was, uh, Will was there. He was there with and, the sports and, games. And, and Will has a, you have a Red Sox hat now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Red fan. Sox hat. You have Big the Dodgers fan. hat. Yeah. And I think you have a Padres hat too, right? Uh, I've got a, a Long Beach, an LB. Oh, I like that. That's actually yeah. nice. Are they the Dirt Dogs? Is that the name of that team? Dirt, dirt Bags. Oh, even better. I have 49ers technically, but uh, I think, yeah. Uh, uh, so how how was that experience uh, uh, going to Fenway with Will and the uh, alleged spouse that uh, I'll choose to believe is real? <laughs> it was a good time. It was uh, it was very nice to see Will. Um, it was you know it was great to actually get out to Fenway and go see a game. That was uh, also a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like there were there were a lot of like Casey's friends from school that were there. So like, you know, she was talking to them some of the time, too. So there was, you know, it was time that I could I could catch up with Will, which was nice. Um, you know, it was uh, overall a good time. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad it worked out and we were able to go. It would have been nice if we could have got you there, Jeff. Mm. You were missed. <laughs> oh. See, you were missed. I love that. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, and the the Fenway Frank uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I assume you had one. Will? I think I did. I got it from this place called Savinor's, which I know is like a butcher shop. And I think it was called the Fenway Frank. It was, was great it inside uh, the stadium. Yeah. I mean, because I, yeah. I, I, oh. it's inside the stadium. OK. And uh, look, I think that we could probably all agree that nothing's worse than the Dodger dog. I haven't uh, only had one in my life and it was many years ago when it was still uh whoever it was. Well, I'm going to go ahead and put this into terms that I know you can understand. It is the Buffalo Wild Wings of ballpark hot dogs. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but oddly enough, unlike Buffalo Wild Wings, not boneless. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that look, it looked like you guys had fun. And, did, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there were a couple of good pictures from that. Um, but uh, and, and I guess uh, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a lost season for the for the Sox up there in New England, but uh, uh, and uh, I saw that Dennis Eckersley is uh, I don't know if he's retiring, but he's not going to be doing Red Sox games anymore, and uh, it's just all going to shit this year in that sense, I think. But uh, all like for this year actually kind of sucks for me with sports because like every team that I like is either not that good or I'm just not as interested in. So right. the, the only like kind of the only benefit I have right now is in college football. I don't care as much about any specific team because, you know, there, there is no Emerson Lions program. So, um, <laughs> you know, like I can just watch good games and there's that. But otherwise, I'm, I'm not excited about the Patriots this year. Liverpool sucks. The Red Sox. Wow. And then and then I'm, they're not allowed to play for like at least a week or two. Like, no, which you know, is like the, the only like benefit because the, at least they can't lose this week. But <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just close. Um, yeah. And it's disappointing because, of course, the reason that I'm a Liverpool fan is because they're owned by the Red Sox group. And 
So now it's like both of their teams are not doing well this year, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. But would you get some solace, maybe just a little bit of it, if the Yankees were to lose a 15-game lead and end up being a wild-card team, uh, which, you know, as we're talking, they're four and a half back, having been, I think, 16 up at one point. That would definitely, like, you know, it would it would take the edge off. A little sure. bit, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to watch the Derek Jeter documentary on ESPN just because I, you know, I, I get it. But I did see the clip uh, where he was talking about seeing after the Red Sox won in 2004 and uh, Manny Ramirez holding the sign that said Derek Jeter is playing golf. And he just <laughs> talked about how upset that made him. And I'm like, well, good. It should, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because like when somebody's playing, they'll never say something like that. They'll never comment on it. But I'm like, oh, I like hearing that. You know, I'm like that. I might watch that episode of the Jeter documentary. You know, the 2004 section. Uh, I don't. I don't need. I don't need to watch them three peat. You know, uh, yeah. in the World Series. I'm not interested in that at all. But uh, that might be fun to watch. Did you watch any of it, Ken? Or uh, yeah. But no, now that I mean, I'm talking about that part, is that a clip you might try and find? Yeah, that I actually would probably go back and look for. So there, yeah. there's that for sure. Um, well, what um, what are you watching these days, uh, Ken? I know that uh, 90 Day, you were the first person I knew who was in on it. And I'm always fascinated when I hear about it. Not enough to watch, but I love the concept of it. Are you still in on that or is there something new? There's always something, something new with you that uh, I'm interested in. I, hearing like honestly over the summer i i have unplugged a bit more than usual so now it's like i spent i've spent a lot more time with like you know family and friends and stuff um i and i'll just like i i go on like a five mile walk every day and so usually i'll just listen to uh youtube videos where it's like someone like reading like, like reddit stories so like revenge stories or am i the asshole stories malicious compliance and stuff like that they're all kind of funny. So I'll just sit there and like walk around the track, like listening to that stuff. Cause it's very just disconnected from everything. It's just like, you're yeah. listening to like random stories that are kind of funny. What, so. what I like about that Reddit, you know, and I, I don't, I don't use Reddit, but I'll see it posted on Twitter. Uh, the, am I the asshole? It's usually like within a paragraph, you know, instantly they are definitely not the asshole or, Oh, you are absolutely 1000% the asshole. There's never like in between. I'm like, let me think about it. You, it's usually like the best ones are when everybody around them is legitimately the asshole. You know, true. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. It's I, also I, funny I when they they like really believe that they're right, and like everyone is sitting there like saying, "No, you're the asshole." And they're like, "No, no, but what about this?" And what, it's like, "No, nothing you've said has, has changed it. You're an asshole. Everything about the situation is you're an asshole. I don't know why you're yeah. trying to justify it because you're an asshole." Those I find yeah. funny too, because they keep trying to like, no, no, but, but if you look at it like this, he's like, no, there's no way you can look at that and you're not the asshole. So That's, I like those. I find them funny. One of my favorite quotes is if you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. Wow. I like that. You I know? Think, <laughs> wait a minute. I do meet a lot of assholes in the, oh, fuck. That's me. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you think uh, life can be more full without having a social media presence? Uh, I, I, I envy those who don't sometimes because there's probably more time for uh, 
other pursuits. I mean, it definitely is better than scrolling. I yeah. I feel much better when I delete them and I don't get stuck in the trap of scrolling through bullshit. And you go like, holy shit, I've been wasting an hour sitting here looking at absolutely fucking nothing. So definitely yeah. better. There's the uh, early in the pandemic is when I realized I'm like, oh, I need to. Uh, it wasn't even called doom scrolling back then. I need to not go ahead and do one more pass uh, before bed uh, because then I will never get to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just uh, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of excuses for it, but uh, I can't imagine waiting in line somewhere now. And like, I wish I could do so, you know, like take out a book and read something. I wish I could be more <laughs> constructive, but instead it's like, yeah, what is going on? You know, who is the asshole? Well, that's why uh, I bought books on the little, right? You got your iPhone. They've yeah, got yeah. the books app. So you buy a book. And then when you want to scroll, you actually just read a fucking book scrolling. I do. I do listen to a lot more like podcasts and things when I'm like out and about, you know, and I find that that's at least entertaining. Does uh, does anybody prefer audiobooks? Uh, do you, you know, because uh, my wife, we were having this conversation. She's a very slow reader. So especially when she has to read things for work, she's taken to uh, audiobooks and just it's like you can actually get through them. And, and, you know, some of them are produced like little radio plays, you know, uh, but uh, does anybody, any of you have an affinity for them? Coltrane, I'll ask you first. Yeah, I, I actually like them, especially when I'm on like long distance trips. Cause you can just like put it on and you know, you're sitting there driving. It's like, you're, you're still, you're able to like kind of focus on both and you, you realize that you can, you're picking up the whole story as you're like driving stuff. So it's, it takes some of the, the edge off of like the, the length of the drive and everything. It makes it a lot smoother. So definitely yeah. um, like doing like any long distance driving books on tape or audio books are like great. What about you, Will? You did a lot of driving uh, around these United States uh, this calendar yes. year. Did you have some um, audiobooks with you? I did a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, I I enjoy them. I it's it's also like those books that I'll do is like usually if it's like a celebrity reading their own story or uh, yeah, um, uh, when it's narrated by like an actor that I like or something. But it's I usually do audiobooks when I know it's books that I don't know if I'm super slow or super fast as a reader, but like not everything I want to like study the text. Some writers I want to like look at the pages and like Stephen King. I've only ever done Stephen King books via audiobook because they're so long and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to want to move on. So like I just, yeah. and they're great. It's, it's great as an audiobook. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you were talking about the person who wrote the book, uh, you know, a few years back, uh, David Spade was going to be on Dennis's podcast. And so I listened to his book as an audiobook. It was basically a, like a comedy album. I mean, you know, right. so it was like, Oh yeah, this, that's the way to do that. But, uh, Jeff, you strike me as somebody who prefers a good old fashioned book book. Do you like a paper book? You're okay with digital. Does it matter? Some kinds of books are better one format or the other. I mean, uh, I think, a physical book is always nice to have because then you've got something tangible as you make progress right. through it and stuff like that. Um, obviously, I think, as I was mentioning, there's a, I have books on my phone, so I don't yeah. mind a digital book because it's uh, literally it's something to replace when you're sitting there like, oh, I've got to wait for my oil change instead of being on Facebook. I'm reading a chapter in my book or something like that. Yeah. So it's just a lot better. Um, I 
I'm fine with audiobooks. Uh, I grew up, we would take a lot of trips to Maine for skiing. So it's like a five hour drive to Sunday River. So we listened as a family to a lot of like classic books on tape. So it's like, I grew up with, we listened to all the um, Godfather books. We listened oh, to like nice. Jurassic Park. We listened to like a bunch of big meaty ones that were also movies, but like classic novels. So. Right. I always have enjoyed that. And then at uh, bad boy school, we were, uh, if you were really bad, you did this thing called worksheets and it was, you would sit in this little room and you'd have like a crayon and you'd have a 30 question test and you'd listen to a tape that was either one of the world's 100 greatest books or world's 100 greatest people. So it wouldn't necessarily be the book on tape, but it would be a full explanation of who the characters were and what they did in said book. And the questions would be out of order. So you had to really listen to the whole thing so you could know exactly what it was because the more you got right, the more worksheets you got off. Did any uh, books or people from the bad boy period of your life really, you know, sort of make an impression in that, like, wow, even in this setting, being forced to do this, you know, seemingly as punishment, I'm really impressed by this person or this story, like anything that all these decades later, you're like, wow, this really impacted me having to read this thing. Uh, I mean, not reading it, listening to it, but right, the, right, sorry. The, and one that I can easily remember was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, just like going through the actual story and being like, wow, this is not what I think of when I think of Frankenstein. So that was always really fascinating. Um, just to interject for a second, Will, do you think that there is uh, possibly one or two special episodes of a podcast he might be interested in if he's a fan of that work? Uh, yes, of both Motivation Report and History Rated R. We do uh, we cover Mary Shelley and, and, and Frankenstein. That, I agree. That book, when I first read it, I was just like, ah, it's this classic. I know that I hear the movie's not like the book, but we'll see. And yeah, genuinely just like changed my life. It's great. I'm sorry. What was the, what was another one you were about to say? I just wanted to <laughs> help uh, cross promote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. The other ones I remember, I don't remember as distinctly, but I remember listening to a lot of like your Russian classics, like War and Peace and yeah. uh, the, what is it? The Brothers Karamazov and stuff like that. So it's like things I probably wouldn't have read on my own. So I appreciated that I at least yeah. got like a, you know, more elaborated Cliff Notes version of it. I've never read War and Peace. I would have needed to go to bad boy school to basically be forced to uh, take it in. Uh, in the live chat, uh, my pal Eric Connor, who people know from, <clears throat> excuse me, from uh, Marvel Movie Talk and uh, and also the Black Cast proper, points out anyone can do 500. 503 is the real achievement. And uh, we do have uh, a video that uh, Eric has prepared. But before we get to that, I mentioned at the top of the show that this is the one with the cameos. I do have some cameos to share with uh, members of Black Cast Nation. Uh, there's a few of them. So if anybody wants to go and sit out this portion, but uh, you know, each of them is like under two minutes. So uh, I think that everybody should definitely take in the first one, which comes from our friend Dominicus Saxon. Uh, he will explain to you who he is and please let me know if you can't hear. But as I told Jeff, I tested it out and it worked fine before we started recording, which of course <laughs> means that once we're going, no one will be able to hear it. But uh, here is our first cameo, courtesy of Dominicus Saxon. Hey, Christian. This is Larry Wilcox. I used to play John Baker on the television series called Chips. 
back in the late 70s and early 80s. And uh, I just wanted to reach out to you and wish you good luck. And I know you're going to get a break here soon for work. And uh, your buddy Saxon has his fingers crossed for you, and so do I. And, uh, you know, you can get on Facebook and ask me or email me at LarryDWilcox at Yahoo.com. Oh, it's out there the now. The D is D-E-E, -E, so Larry D. Wilcox. It's all one word at Yahoo.com. Who knows? Maybe I can find something for you. Not sure where you live, but... Uh, I just want you to know to keep your chin up and be confident and, you know, always try to improve yourself. If it's on LinkedIn, take a course here and there on LinkedIn. You know, you can take little courses and be done in an hour that simplify uh, different software apps. And uh, so you can put on your resume that you have capability of different things. And there's all different ways to improve yourself. So... That's the most important thing. So anybody, anyway, buddy, <laughs> hang in there. Good luck, and I'm rooting for you. John Baker, 10-4, over and out. Well, it feels what like I prefer like about that, to, if uh, anybody who worked on the Dennis Miller Show remember when his partner on Chips, Eric Estrada, was on, he took a leak during yeah. the interview. So I appreciate Larry Wilcox uh, actually being seated and not relieving himself. And Dominicus Saxon did give us the comment. This was meant as a short joke, but Larry kept going and going. Uh, yeah, I actually prefer that he really like tried to help me career-wise. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> because honestly, like yeah. he's not wrong. Uh, I could definitely <laughs> do some stuff on LinkedIn. I could probably take a course. Um, our friend Matt and Casey uh, attempted to get an amazing cameo from Greg Sestero, who is Mark in the room with Tommy Wiseau. You know, the Mark of, oh, hi, Mark. Yes. Yeah. And for reasons I don't quite understand, uh, he was unable to do it. And I was like, what could Greg Sestero possibly be doing that he didn't want what I assume was $50 you know, just to record a cameo. Uh, so instead, I really appreciate the randomness of our friend Matt and KC, who, by the way, has also sent me another gift card for BevMo. So we'll coordinate a drinking oh, show man. at some point. Yeah. Uh, I guess you guys can, I don't know, I'll Venmo you some of the money. We'll figure it out. I'll Venmo you some BevMo. Uh, but he chose, uh, in, in lieu of giving me Greg, Greg Sestero, he went with uh, comedian Fred Stoller. And let's hear what he has to say. Hi, I'm Fred Stoller. Maybe you know me as Frederick from Seinfeld. I understand. Uh, Christian, uh, congratulations on 500 episodes of, I hope I'm saying this right, The Blath Cast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast laugh cast you gotta forgive me if i get confused and stuff with names oh i don't remember meeting you christian i'm wow we met at katie ash's party not ringing a bell we talked by the bathroom door the bathroom door I remember someone played tic-tac-toe on the bathroom door and the X is one. They won diagonally from the top left, 
to the bottom right. But uh, Matt says we met. I don't remember. You know what I have to say about you reaching 500 episodes? You're lucky. At least you got something to do. It's like better than when Jerry's foot fell asleep. Well, I, uh, uh, Matt and everyone else wanted this to be festive and upbeat. Congratulations. I'm depressed, though. I got a new shirt. The button fell off. Once the button falls off, that's it. I'll never fix it. So I hope you remember me as the guy who couldn't remember Elaine, but all 500 of your episodes are memorable. You like how I tied that in? Congratulations again. Uh, thank you to Fred, because everyone at the Blathcast uh, really appreciates it. <laughs> I like that he's just like, look, you, maybe you know me from Seinfeld. Um, and uh, I look, I, right there. That those are two great ones, and uh, I I appreciate anyone spending any money on it. Uh, our friend John Nolan uh, from Texas, aka the Raging Rhino himself from the Raging Rhino Pod, he uh, went for something that is going to appeal really just to me uh, as a fan of the New York Mets, specifically from the late '90s and early 2000s. Uh, he got uh, former second baseman Edgardo Alfonso. And here's hey, how you he doing? Has. This is Fonzie from the from Batting Cage. Uh, I just want to uh, congratulations on your 10 years of the pop culture music. Uh, <laughs> music, man, you you do deserve it. So, uh, 500 episode and on, on uh, your podcast, man. Nice. Uh, looking forward to see another 500, man. That's and, uh, I just want to congratulations on that because you well deserve it. All right, thank you so much for being a Mets fan. I know it's going to be special for the for the fans for the Mets fan this year because they have a great team. So hopefully they can go all the way uh, because uh, fans uh, fans like you, man, deserve it to see something better. All right, so Christian, I <laughs> yeah. wish you all the best. Keep going, man. Definitely I'm something better. Like I say, for the 500, and then uh, you know, let's go Mets from Fonzie all the way here. Uh, from Staten Island to you, brother. Congratulations. God bless you, and give you many, many more, more, uh, more years to enjoy your culture music, and your pop <laughs> culture music, and your pop cast. Okay, from Ponzi to you. This is by your buddy Johnny. Johnny wants you to enjoy. Congratulations, yes, that Christian. That is from John. Yeah. None of them know uh, how to stop talking. They're like, when yeah, they want to well, end it, they do another like minute because they're like, anyway. Um, well, um, is God, there a minimum? Uh, is there a minimum length to these? So the answer is no, there isn't actually. There are, uh, so somebody like Floyd Mayweather, they'll do like 15, 20 seconds. And I've heard like comedians who talk about it, they feel that the least they should do is like two minutes. Um, and then you don't want to, you don't want to go crazy and do them too long. I've bought a couple for friends and uh, not been disappointed in the ones that I bought. Um, I, uh, I bought one for, uh, <clears throat> early on in the pandemic, my, uh, my best friend, John got, uh, he got COVID like at the point where it was like scary to hear that somebody like in, I don't know, like April of 2020, he got COVID. So I got, uh, Angelo Moore, the lead singer of Fishbone. And, uh, someday I'll have John on the podcast and we'll play it. He actually like wrote a little song while he was sitting there, which was cool. And ironically, for her birthday one year, and I we did this on the show, I got our friend Zia a cameo from Chip Chipperson. No, not a real person, so you can't get a cameo from them. 
Thank you. Um, and yet now, years later, she co-hosts the Chip Chipperson podcast, podcast with him who's not a real person. So I feel like she owes me $69, uh, which is, yes, what it costs because you know, if you know Chip at all, that makes perfect sense. Um, and it was great. And um, I think it gave her an excuse to write to him again. And then she ended up doing his podcast. So you're welcome. Um, Zia was unable to join us today, but I did text her yesterday. I just heard that this is what I texted her. I just heard that the queen of England passed away. And my first thought was, why couldn't it be you? And uh, she really appreciated that. Uh, and uh, I know that uh, will, you've never really been able to understand uh, my friendship with her. Uh, it's always been very questionable to you and uh, questionable to me, but she did also write that uh, she wanted to make it today but she can't, she doesn't, she says, I don't want to be there for you pretty much just for Will and Jeff, but congratulations on 500 episodes. Oh, nice. uh, somehow a few people still listen. That's nothing short of a miracle. So uh, yeah, so she's not here is basically <laughs> the takeaway from that. It seems like you had a missed opportunity there, Christian. You probably could have said, I heard a saggy old bitch died and I was really sad it wasn't you. <laughs> you can follow her. You can subscribe to her uh, OnlyFans, uh, Zia Land. Don't you ever pitch my OnlyFans, huh? You don't have one, do you? You don't know. I could. I, I would. I, first of all, Liev would be subscribed if you had one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I appreciate this. Uh, Kemi Egan says, the love you and Zia have for each other is the cornerstone of all friendships. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, not often in the live chat, uh, is our friend Matt and Casey. Sorry, I'm late. Glad to see that you, the, you, uh, the gang back together. And uh, is Ken on the Sterling diet, pain and gain style? Uh, Ken, you've been getting on some pumps. I, I guess uh, that's uh, that's Matt's nice way to say uh, you're you're looking cut. Yeah, I've uh, in like the last in the last like year and a half or so. Like, um, yeah, I've, I've lost a bit of weight. I, um, as, as like a lot of people during the pandemic, uh, got bigger than I wanted to be. And, um, yeah, then I just yep. like kind of, I never, I never looked back by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just like, you know, like once like people started saying that like, you know, sunlight was good and like vitamin D was good. I was like, that's a good excuse to like get out of the house and like go walk. Yeah. And then I, like I said, I'd listen to like Reddit stories and everything. So it was good. Well, uh, that and, and it's great to see Matt. Matt, we did already play your Fred Stoller video, and we were talking about uh, how, for whatever reason, uh, Greg Sestero wasn't able to join us. Um, I do have one more cameo. I have two videos courtesy of our friend Eric Connor, but this is a cameo he got. And uh, I don't know, Ken, you're the only one that might connect with this at all. <laughs> uh, fans of the Howard Stern show will know Fred the Elephant Boy. And uh, I really appreciate Eric not just getting a cameo from Fred the Elephant Boy, who always seems like a good-hearted, lovable individual. What I really appreciate was him not buying a cameo from High Pitch Eric. Uh, that would have upset me because I don't, I don't think you should fund uh, his lifestyle. If uh, the individual uh, popularly known as Eric the Actor were still alive, that's who I would have wanted, but... Uh, He's gone to the great Akak in the sky. So uh, let's take a look at uh, Fred the Elephant Boy. 
Hello, hello. This is Fred Ashenbar with a cameo for Christian book by Eric Connor. Um, Eric, um, Christian, uh, congratulations on your five hundredth episode of your podcast, The Blend. Uh, Cass said it better than Fred Stoller. And it and it gets it uh, lines. Uh, I can get I can give you a beer presented. Uh, but I don't really have a a stamp on line. You know, for the the only thing that can come to my mind is when I was at war with Hoppus Eric I said to him Eric the aquarium cord they want their wire back you know stuff basic, basic like that and and appreciate your my space in for the Cliff and Riley is one of the credits. If you call back to it, uh, I went downstairs to introduce the guest, uh, but nobody gave me headphones, so I could not hear myself when I was speaking to the mic, and I was in competition with Stan Thassa's Screaming Maniacs, you know, so with that, uh, I have to shot like a banshee, not banshee, a banshee. She, you know, and and <laughs> embarrass my, myself, but it made for quite radio. Uh, the, despite despite what happened, in Cleveland, you know, the Sarati game. What no no they cut up to what happened after the Roddy so so we did not know what 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 was happening during during a bus trip around Cleveland Cleveland so thank you again for being a big fan Papa Blue to you all. Uh, and uh, what better way to end it than with uh, Baba Booey to you all? Yeah, uh, very much uh, appreciated there. And uh, like I said earlier, I love the idea that uh, Fred the Elephant Boy was actually the one who he chose to uh, give the give the money to, because as as Eric points out, high pitch Eric costs twice as much. Uh, Dominicus enjoyed that. Uh, is there a transcript? Uh, I did my best. And uh, I think the blame cast is actually what this should be known at. Uh, and I put some of these up while we were watching, but for our audio listeners, Matt wants to know if he's going to hell for laughing at this. I mean, he's been on radio for like 30 years. I think it's fine. Uh, and Eric says, I'm already there, Matt. All of us in the Valley are. Uh, yeah, it was 105 uh, earlier this week. Uh, third best two minutes and 30 seconds I ever paid for. 
And uh, Matt says, that's two minutes longer than the best thing I've ever paid for. So I love when people bring shtick into the show. Um, but uh, Eric also produced something really nice. And I started to watch it. And then I realized, like, oh, I should watch this on the air. I, I made sure that it played. And I got a few seconds into it. And I'm like, oh, this is like a nice little montage that he did for 500 episodes of the Black Cast. So uh, before... I was going to say before we run out of time, but let's be honest, that's not something that actually happens. We don't run out of time. But before even I feel like I got to start to let people go, uh, I do want to play uh, the last video that we have here from Eric. And this is uh, 500 days, of, 500 episodes of Black Cat. Great memories. Not Green Day is the time of your life playing. No, he chose um, uh, generic. Yeah. Hey, Christian, congratulations on your 500th episode of the Blackcast. Uh, I'm really fortunate to have been able to been on many panels with you, uh, as well as your own shows that you've hosted. And it's just always a pleasant experience. You're one of my favorite people to uh, talk about nerdy stuff with. Hey Christian, happy 500th episode. I just want to say I so love doing Star Trek after shows with you and I'm so excited for you to celebrate your 500th episode. Keep up the good work, keep doing what you love and keep making all of us smile. Christian is my favorite trash person who lets me be my trash self around him and we go get into trash stuff like trash food and trash conversations. Christian Blatt. Christian Blatt, 500 episodes of the Blattcast. I'm gonna do the one thing that you don't do on the Blattcast. I'm gonna keep it short. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Hi, Christian. Kelly, Congratulations on your 500th episode of the Blattcast. And before you say it, nope, Hillary is not about to announce her run for the 2024 election. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. First off, congrats to 500 episodes. That's amazing. I just want to take this time to thank you for everything you've done, Christian. You opened the door for me, allowed me to talk about superheroes week in and week out, and many other people. Talk about their passions, be able to, to be them, and and without without being apologetic about it. <laughs> Michael Shirley, comments redacted. Happy Probably. New Year, 500 Global episodes of the best dang podcast on the planet, Christian Black. Gotta say, you know what? Hopefully you get 500 more because you are killing the game right now. And well, you're an inspiration for new content every week. Congratulations, buddy. Hey, Christian, it's Jonathan. I just want to say congratulations on 500 episodes of the Blackcast. I need to start watching my back because in another couple hundred episodes, you're going to catch Geekscape. Ah! And I might. It's 2 a.m. Why am I editing this? Congratulations, Christian, on 500 episodes of the Blackcast. Over the hours and hours and hours and hours of content that we have created together and podcasts that we've done together and Marvel that we've talked together. Some of my favorite memories. Oh, she's actually being nice. <laughs> Good job. Oh, yeah, because it's Christian Black and it's 500 episodes of the Blackcast. Thanks for letting me be part of your Ed Wood-esque family of miscreants. Congratulations on your 500th episode of The Blackcast. Um, coming from the other half, the silent half 
of the black cast. <laughs> um, that means that I actually own 250 of them. So True. happy 250th episode to you on your side of the black cast. She's not wrong. <laughs> Uh, well, that was very nice of uh, uh, of uh, everyone who got involved. That was great. I'm, I'm very happy that he kind of cut what I did exactly the way that I hoped it might be used. Because I was like, is this going to come across as like a rude video? Because I really was like, I don't know. I'm glad that it, that, uh, it that worked, it worked out. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, boy, I don't <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to close the screen. Oh, there we go. We got it. Oh. OK. Uh, well, that was uh, that was great, and um, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. So apparently, really, really great uh, work, Eric. Yeah, yeah, that was very nice. And uh, apparently, Lucy has a tummy ache at school, so uh, we were going to be ending it momentarily oh. anyway. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so that'll that'll take care of that in, in even a moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Cam Egan says, "Great job, Eric." Uh, Matt says solid montage and uh, Eric says uh, shucks. Thanks all uh, much appreciated uh, all around. Uh, that was, uh, that was fun. And uh, it, you know, great to always have uh, things to talk about with uh, each and every one of you. Um, in any case, uh, I think an hour 32 is more than enough. Even if Lucy's uh, tummy was feeling fine. Um, and uh, Coltrane, we appreciate you sitting in. And, uh, you know, I think the next time there's another documentary about Woodstock 99, we'll talk more about it. <laughs> I think, sure. I think uh, that's. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good time, but yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jeff, you had mentioned, uh, we were talking beforehand, you had started the Lord of the Rings series and it, it's all right. It's not, it's not bad. It's not great. It's just kind of, it's, you're, would you tell people who only casually like Lord of the Rings that it's worth watching? That's that's the takeaway that I want to have for here. If you have nothing else to watch, like I again, if you casually liked Lord of the Rings, you'll you may casually like this, but I don't yeah. think it's nothing like special, but it's not terrible. They clearly spent the money, so they didn't make an awful production. Yeah. No, the amount of money they've apparently spent uh I have a uh, a friend of my wife's like has worked on it literally for years. He moved his whole family to New Zealand to work on it uh, pre pandemic. So they got to live in New Zealand during the pandemic, which is apparently one of the, one of the places that was relatively normal. And now they've moved to, I think London, but somewhere in the UK because that's where they're doing subsequent seasons. So uh, yeah, it's uh, we know that it's been a massive undertaking and uh, my thoughts on Lord of the Rings is I'm good with those stories one time, but I couldn't I, I couldn't even get past the first Hobbit movie. Uh, there was like 30 minutes that I liked where Bilbo and Gollum were like doing riddles together. The but, Hobbit movies are awful. They don't count. Yeah, I could. I just couldn't. They took the shortest book and turned it into three movies. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to. I'm well, going to have to tap out at this point. The good so. news is they have thousands of years to work from. <laughs> right. They're doing with Lord of the Rings what I want Star Wars to do with itself. Is go away? Well, go. If, if they did this for okay, Star so Wars, it would go to the High Republic because this is like an established canonical age 
that led up to the age of our main story. I just want I just want a far future, a far history Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, well the the show that they I think they're going to announce this weekend at D23 with the the lead from Squid Game is going to be in it. It's like 100 years before The Phantom Menace. I I would like a few thousand before because I know there's that much like Jedi history, but I'm like 100 years before. So there should be no Skywalkers in it. So I'm like, all right, that yes. that's at least intriguing. I don't, you know, might not be good, but I like that they're reaching a little bit further back, you know? So um, we'll see. And uh, it, I don't know. Uh, I don't, what I don't have time for I is uh, hate watching. And so people who like, will, you know, you, you wouldn't, you don't think you're going to like she Hulk. And I I've said that people who see like the billboards for it and go like, that looks like the dumbest thing ever is you should certainly not watch it. Yeah. And I think people who did watch at least one of the Lord of the Rings and they didn't like it. You do not have to watch the rest. That's the beauty of it. There yeah. are so many other things. I was telling Jeff that I was going to start Lord of the Rings and just my head wasn't there. So I started watching Sandman on Netflix and I'm enjoying that so far. I'm not very far in. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, so I'm like, I think I'd rather spend more time there. I'll get around to the, the Lord of the Rings. Um, but the for now, about, like, the Lord of the Rings, like the, the Hobbit movies, I, I watched all of them, but I literally could not tell you a single thing about any of them. They were just I, like, I, honestly, there. I think most people feel that way. Like Return of the yeah. King, like won all those Oscars that year. And then it's like, you probably ask most people, did you see that one? I'm like, I don't think I saw the third one. And, then they're just kind of <laughs> yeah, I uh, and uh, Dominicus Saxon said, I'd be happy if I never heard the name Skywalker again. And uh, Matt and Casey says, Jeff DeRay with the honest take as always. <laughs> Jeff, I believe you've been known to always keep it 100. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean, Dave Chappelle actually featured me in one of his when keeping it real goes wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate everybody for keeping it real uh, for uh, so many of 503 episodes. And uh, I, I'm sad to report, not done. Uh, people have talked about, uh, you know, there are a couple of wishes for 500 more. There's going to be so many more than 500 more. So it's <laughs> probably 5,000 more. Getting here at the Blathcast. We're just over here getting... at the Blamecast or the Blathcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, well, uh, we'll, uh, let people know where they can find you and also history rated R. I am at Will Sterling underscore on Instagram and Twitter and history rated R is the podcast. Uh, listen to it. It's a fun, goofy, uh, history podcast. And, uh, we drink martinis and talk about stupid things. Uh, Saxon says, thanks for being here. So long guys, even Dave, I don't know why it keeps going. I guess he means Liev. Um, Cammy Egan says, Watch House of Dragons. See, there's the thing. I just, I never nope. watched Game of Thrones, so I won't watch House of Dragons. I heard that there was a graphic, uh, forced cesarean section in the pilot, and I'm like, Yeah, why do people keep watching these things? I mean, <laughs> did you watch House of Dragons, Jeff? Mm -hmm. I've watched them all. It's it's good. I enjoyed Game of Thrones, yeah, though. But you liked like Game of Thrones, so I, yeah. I, but I was like, I came and went with it, right? Like, I started watching it and then I was like, out, and then I watched a few seasons and then I stopped and then I binged yeah. a few more seasons to the end. So, so far, it's good. They've got Matt Smith as a really central character and he's doing a really good job I as Damon like Targaryen. So, yeah. uh, it's super violent. A little less rapey, but a lot of implied nasty sex. 
uh, mm. with like children and shit. So mm. oh, if you liked Game of Thrones, keep watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that I think that that makes sense. But it's sort of what I'm saying is like people that uh, are tired of Marvel, don't like Marvel, think that She-Hulk looks stupid, don't watch it. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. I'm barely a Hobbit guy. I'll probably check out the Hobbit show, but not till after uh, I finish uh, after I finish Sandman. And I would say that, uh, you know, the last time we talked, I hadn't made it through Severance on Apple TV Plus, but I did finish it and it was actually great. It's very slow to get into, but I enjoy his fantastic uh, performances, very interesting concepts. And uh, did did you watch Severance, Jeff? It has the uh, love story that I didn't know I needed in my life, but I absolutely did. Uh, and for people who saw it, you know the two actors I'm talking about. But yeah. uh, for anybody else, uh, I'll leave it out there for you to discover on your own. So, yeah, uh, history rated R at Will Sterling underscore. Neither of you have social media preference uh, presences or preferences. Uh, uh, we appreciate you both being here and uh, we will have to do this again soon. We've taken up an hour, 40 minutes. So I feel like that's like a two episodes worth quota, but put, we'll send out, out the proverbial blat signal soon. And uh, hopefully we'll all be back together again soon. More new episodes next week. Stay tuned. We'll see what the next 500 has in store for you. That's all the time we have for now. We'll see you next time. That's the perfect one to end the <laughs> celebration of 500. And I did it twice. So that's it. Uh, we'll see you next time. On the Bladcast. Thank you for listening to the Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B L A D T C A S T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like the Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Congratulations on 500 episodes of, I hope I'm saying this right, the Blathcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.